Jen, it's Fantasy Festivus, and time to air your fantasy grievances. Who lets you down this week? There's so much to choose from, Brandon. So much to choose from. <laughs> I couldn't even narrow it down to one. I'm going to go with two, so I'll go as quickly as I can. Um, first one, our friend Tua. Listen, I am thrilled as a, as a native Dolphin fan, huge family, you know, very thrilled for him and the team. However, um, how dare he? get 469 yards and six touchdowns on everybody's bench, right? Everybody's bench. (laughs) Unless you're in a super flex or a two QB league, no way you started to, uh, me personally, he got 56 points on my bench. Uh, and I lost that league because, you know, I didn't start him. Um, so yeah, I'm annoyed by that. Happy for the team. Happy for two as a person annoyed from a fantasy perspective. (laughs) Second thing here, getting digs, man. How many people I was on the other side. I was on all three sides of getting digs this week, right? I was in a league where I thought I won. Easy. Got digs, lost. Another league where I was up by a lot and I sweated the whole time. I still won, but it was very, very close because of digs. And then I was in a third scenario where I was down by a million and thought I had no chance in the world. And I had digs and hurts. And I actually got closer than I ever thought I would, but still lost. So <laughs> listen, I'm happy once again for all the people that invested in digs in the first round. You were handsomely rewarded. Um, but it's a tough, it's a sweat. And, and that's just, you know, it's one of those things from a fantasy perspective, full sweats. <laughs> I feel like getting digs would be something Stefan Diggs would uh, support. He would support yeah, that. Oh, no, yeah, absolutely. Like. Uh, absolutely. No, I'm with you. I uh, I won one I'd written off because I had Hurts and Diggs going into Monday night. So it uh, sounds good. It makes sense to me. Uh, let's keep going to it now that he's be in everybody's lineups. Now let's get to the show. Welcome, everyone, to the most accurate podcast. I am one of your hosts, Brandon Niles. With me are my awesome co-hosts, Jen Akins and Chris Allen. As usual, Chris, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. A little tired uh, coming into the week. It feels like it's already been a long week and it's only Tuesday, but doing okay. I'm doing especially well uh, because our pal Sal hooked me up with this wonderful T-shirt. Ooh, uh, that oh, that looks dope. Time. So I got I got some Betsperts swag now that I'm able to wear proudly nice. here on today's show. But on that, I'm doing okay. Jen, how you doing? I'm well. I'm good. Ready for week three. Uh, getting in the swing of things. Switching over from off-season stuff to in-season stuff. Getting back in the groove. Uh, can't complain. Doing well. Brandon? Uh, it's been a rough week for me personally, but we're doing okay. I'm uh, excited to talk to both of you. Excited to uh, focus on football, which has always been very cathartic for me my entire life to focus on football. Uh, just a reminder, this is our weekly streaming episode where we'll be emphasizing hot pickups for the primary streaming positions. That's quarterback, tight end, kicker, and team defense. Uh, before we get too far into this, I want to tell you about a new pick'em game called No House Advantage. No House Advantage is changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for a shot at winning over 250000 in cash. Just download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and earn 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Bet on up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league. Sign up now with promo code 4 for 4 that's 4-F-O-R-4, at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app 
to get a first-time deposit match up to $25. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. So let's get to our week two results. Uh, check out how we did last week. Uh, I, I want to just skip how I did last week, but Chris, Chris, your sleeper streamer for two weeks in a row has been dynamite. My friend Carson Wentz was your sleeper streamer of the week. Fifth, he was QB five last week in a delightfully fun game. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, also, your other streamers, Jared Goff was eighth. Baker Mayfield was 21st, but you weren't uh, confident with Baker. You were saying if you're absolutely desperate kind of thing. So uh, I give you I give you 99%. I think it was great. Uh, Jen, Gerald Everett, 11th, tight end 11 last week. Nice. Evan Ingram uh, tied for tight end 13th. That's pretty solid for a streaming situation. Hayden Hurst, unfortunately, all the way down at 21st as the Bengals strongly struggled against the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, kickers, you had Mason Crosby, Austin Sieber and Jake Elliott. Elliott's the only one who didn't end up as a kicker, uh, a kicker one. So nice work there. And uh, the Cleveland defense and Pittsburgh defense let me down. Both were tied for 24th among oh, defenses wow. last week. Just a uh, brutal, brutal week for the streaming defense. What's the uh, what's the what's the punishment, Chris? What do we have to give him for the punishment for losing? I don't know. We'll have to. We'll have to come up. Yeah, we'll have yeah, to. We got to come up with something. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm way behind after two weeks of bad stuff. So uh, the punishment will probably. I it's it must be fitting. That's it. Just must be fitting. Make make me play defense somewhere or something. Like <laughs> <those lines. laughs> um, uh, just a reminder: our top quarterback streamer is our sleeper streamer of the week, Chris. Which quarterback is your number one sleeper streamer for week two? Uh, for me, it's going to be Jimmy Garoppolo, and I know that. If folks take a look at the name, it's like we already know what Jimmy Garoppolo is. Like there's we've got tape on Jimmy G and we know how the 49ers offense operates like with Jimmy G. I mean, preferably like or at least uh, typically run heavy over the past like, couple of seasons. They've been bottom three, bottom five in neutral passing rates on early downs. I mean, we know exactly like what to expect. But I would say, though, when he when he came in for Trey Lance, like after after Lance went down, I saw a little bit more aggression, at least enough to make me a bit more comfortable about recommending him as a starter. Uh, his air yards like per attempt was up. Actually, their passing rate, like while they were still, while it was still something of a contest uh, last week against Seattle, uh, it, there, it was actually up like just a little bit. Like it, like uh, last season, it was around like 38, 39%, up to around like 45, 46%. So just like minor ticks up, like minor, like minor shows like of aggression. And if we're already looking at, I mean, Debo Samuel is still essentially Debo Samuel, at least small improvements from Brandon Ayuk and what we heard like over the offseason. I do think that Jimmy Garoppolo with a better command over this offense, we know that he's been efficient actually just last week on, on Sunday, like he was top three in EPA per play. So still the efficiency is there. We just want a little bit more production, like on-field production from him because we don't get points for EPA per play or anything like that. So if the efficiency is still there, we see a slight uptick like in the aggression, just like we saw last week in a game which I think San Francisco's defense should be able to limit what Denver's going to do. But on the flip side, Denver's defense like has not been up to par as, as, as well. So I do think that it's going to be uh, a matchup that they should be able to handle very easily. So in that case, I'm going with Jimmy G like as my top streamer for week three. Excellent. Excellent. You're right. Uh, known commodity, always been a little bit uh, hit or miss as a fantasy option, but usually a solid QB too. And uh, as Jen might tell us, Denver, is that an easy, is it an easy matchup, Jen? 
<laughs> I mean, what we've seen, yeah. I mean, Denver does not look good on either side of the ball. So, yeah. I mean, it's very frustrating. Very frustrating to watch. Denver. Um, yeah. yeah, it's frustrating. You know, as someone who lives here, it's frustrating as a football fan. It's frustrating as in everything. I mean, it's just it's bizarre. I mean, it's it's everything. It's coaching. It's playing. It's all of it. Um, it's it's rough. Absolutely. Uh, don't forget, Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform with excellent custom settings for fantasy commissioners. I'm talking Dynasty, Redraft, IDP, you name it. It's easily accessible and wildly mobile friendly. So go download the app and join or start a league today. Uh, we've got some trade stuff in the chat. I want to get to those uh, questions just real quick before we head into the other streamers that Chris has. A reminder, streamers are less than 40% roster ship on Yahoo. So if we don't bring up your favorite streaming options, it's possible that the roster ship's a little bit too high. Uh, Falcons asks if uh, if he should get Joe Mixon and A.J. Brown uh, for Jamar Chase. Uh, I hate trading Jamar Chase, but that's a pretty good haul. What do you think, Chris? I don't mind that, to be quite honest. I mean, if we're looking at the comparable targets across the two, it's not that much of a divide. And then if you're also like throwing in a guy like Joe Mixon as well, I mean, the production, not production rather, but the opportunity that he's seeing within the offense, like while it's been something of a stutter start for them, it's like 0-2 at this point. So their playoff chances are already well behind the eight ball. But overall, I think if he's going to continue to see that level of production, I don't think it's a bad trade at all. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you. I think that's perfectly fine. And then, uh, Jen, if if you've got a take on that, that's fine. But uh, there's three different trades that Bungalow Joe is looking at right now. Either trade away Lamar for Amon Ross St. Brown, Tua for CeeDee Lamb, or Tua and Deontay Johnson for Amon Ross St. Brown. Uh, I'm okay with Tua for CeeDee Lamb as kind of a sell-high, buy-low situation. Uh, I That's probably the only one I like. What do you think, Jen? Um, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't trade Lamar, um, for St. Brown. I, I think Tua for CD is pretty decent. Like you said, you're selling to a high, you're buying CD low, uh, two and Deontay for St. Brown. I don't know that that's, um, I don't know. I, I don't know that I'd give up on Deontay quite yet, but, um, you know, St. Brown is, is proving to be who, who people, some people thought he was and some people didn't think he was. So, um, like like you, Brandon, I think Tua for CD is probably the one of those three that I would support the most. Yeah, I, uh, I'm with you. Uh, Chris, Jake Osland is talking about uh, their roster right now. They've got Carson Wentz, Devontae Adams, Jerry Judy, uh, David Montgomery, Cordero Patterson, Travis Kelsey, no flex. Uh, wondering what they need. Obviously, I would like a more consistent running back there. Uh, the biggest thing I think they need, though, is to just follow your sleeper streamer of the week every week. What do you think, Chris? Yeah, 100%. And then if you can maybe... I don't know uh, if you can move somebody like Travis Kelsey and maybe pick up a better RB2, something on the, along those lines. It's it's time to take a look at where your star power is on your roster and see if you can start to fill in some of those holes. And maybe if you can, if you want to take a shot, let's say if you want to like move Travis Kelsey, buy low on Kyle Pitts, and then at the same time picking up like a serverable school RB at the same time, maybe that's something that you can take a look at. Something along those lines to kind of balance out your roster, like given the names that you currently have on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Patty wants to know if they should receive Kareem Hunt and Jamal Williams for Dalton Schultz and and Chase Edmonds. I like the Schultz-Edmonds side ridiculously more than the other side of that. Uh, so I wouldn't do that. You want to argue with me, Jen? No, because I'm with you. I mean, as long as Swift is healthy, I, I don't see that side. Uh, and isn't Schultz going to be out for a little bit? He he's, is, but I. He, well, but they're not I, sure. I think he'll be okay. Yeah, yeah. I think he'll be it's, okay. He's he's day to day. Not really sure. I mean, Edmonds right now, 
this last week was rough because I have him on every single team. So I can tell you, and it was rough and it was, it was concerning to see how much volume Mostert got in that offense um, and how little Edmonds got. And I hope that it flip flops and it's not going to be, you know, a disciple of the shenanigans, Shahana Hannigans or whatever it is. Um, I hope we don't see that happen all season. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't do that, Patty, for uh, at least not yet. Yep, and then uh, two six one M P H O P questions if they should stash Jamison Williams. If you've got an IR slot, sure. If you don't have an IR slot, I wouldn't. I, I unless your roster's huge. So uh, that's where we are right now. Uh, let's get back to our streamers here, Chris. Uh, you drive the Q- the quarterback streamer segment. We already talked about Jimmy Garoppolo as our sleeper streamer of the week. Any other quarterback streamers do you that you have uh, to help the listeners out? I'd already had this one kind of penciled in for this week, like before we got the Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo news, but it's Marcus Mariota. Uh, The matchup already sets up well. And to be quite honest, like Mariota has now moved into my pool of like matchup based streamers where beforehand it was more of a, uh, yeah, I know he fits the criteria for a streaming quarterback candidate, but it's just, I can't trust that offense. I mean, if we were already, kind of boohooing about Kyle Pitts. I mean, the guy's averaging oh, Kyle Pitts, like 19 yards, 19 receiving yards, like in both weeks back to back. So yeah, he's cruising oof. for just a solid, like 320 some odd, like receiving yards throughout the season. That's where his trend is currently at. So if Mariota is right now, he is 12th in EPA per play amongst all quarterbacks. And he's throwing to Drake London, a rookie, Olamide Zacchaeus, uh, Kadero Hodge, if I'm remembering correctly, is also on the squad. And of course, he's got Cordero Patterson. But if those are the pass catchers that he's working with and he's still capable of being efficient as a quarterback, as just a passing quarterback, and we already know what he brings in terms of the rushing upside, not to say that he's Jalen Hurts or Josh Allen or any of those guys, but at least as of right now, his design rushing rate is about 75%, which is on par with Jalen Hurts. So it's Arthur Smith for all of his like horrific one-liners and the press conferences and whatnot. I mean, he at least has like the game planning portion on point. Like he knows who Marcus Mariota is, of course, with their uh, Tennessee connection, but he knows who Mariota is. He knows what he's capable of, and he knows how to at least work around the limitations of Mariota as a passer. So if I'm already seeing the design runs like for Mariota, we're already seeing him at least be efficient as a quarterback with the pass catchers that he currently has. And on top of that, I mean, Seattle is the worst defense as of right now, Uh, according to Rich Rebar at Lord Reeves, like on Twitter. Uh, Seattle is one of the is like the only team to allow like the most yardage to get there. Uh, they're the only team to not have a three uh, to have a three and out. Like they've allowed the defense to just continually drive on them consistently throughout the season so far. I think 50.8 yards per drive against them so far. So if this is a already sets up for a good defensive matchup for Atlanta, and we know that Mariota can be at least a decent passer and a rusher. And he's also has like multiple uh, attempts within the uh, within the red zone as well. I think Mariota sets up to be a positive streaming candidate for week three. Makes sense. They've got a thin, 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 very thin defense over there in Seattle right now, especially with Jamal Adams out the season. Uh, we saw San Francisco take advantage of it. I, I like that. I like grabbing Mariota, uh, take advantage of his rushing ability and the fact that that offense is kind of exciting to watch. I like that. Anybody else, Chris? Uh, the last one, and I'll, I'll, I'm probably pushing my luck just like the Carson Wentz pick from last week, but I mean, <laughs> I'm liking Jared Goff. I'm liking this Detroit Lions offense because if we're, I mean, everybody's talking about like Amon Ross St. Brown, Sun God, Sun God, Sun God, and like I, it's completely justified. Like I didn't necessarily buy into the hype that just because 
Amon Ross St. Brown was earning eight to 10 targets per game just because it was TJ Hawkinson was out. They didn't have a, a primary X receiver in the offense. And because like Amon Ross St. Brown's production was just based out of necessity and he was the only dude there. I didn't believe that there's some talent behind that as well. I mean, read any of the reception perception profiles about him. And like, we knew he was going to be solid, but Jared Goff, like against this Vikings defense, who has been, you know, kind of middle of the road. I mean, they stymied the Green Bay Packers offense. But again, looking at their wide receiver room in week one, we kind of expected that. But at the same time, I mean, Jared Goff has been like, relatively efficient, like 16th in EPA per play amongst all quarterbacks. Like so far, I mean, he's ahead of Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers and Joe Burrow, which is kind of sad and crazy at the same time. But it's just that's what we get at the beginning parts of the season. So if their offensive line has been solid for the most part so far. And then we're, we also know that going against the Vikings offense with Justin Jefferson as the headliner, we know that Detroit's defense is not going to put up any sort of opposition against the Vikings. We know that it's going to be a back and forth type of matchup. It was the same premise for me recommending Carson Wentz for last, uh, for last week. So if the same game environment sets up for Jared Goff, we don't have at least too much to worry about with the Vikings defense as it is right now. I think Jared Goff sets up for at least a deep streaming option like if you're desperate that sort of thing jared goff is not the worst option that you can come across this week i'm excited jen i'm excited that our jared goff uh our light jared goff love over the off season is becoming um fruitful at least if not wonderful fruitful yeah i had listen i had he's my qb2 in a super flex a 14 team super flex he's my qb2 so i'm all about uh any kind of Praise for Jared Goff because I have to start him and I'm going to start him, and uh, I hope that uh, he can, you know, put some put some points on the board for me each week. I have him and Lamar, so at least you know, at least I have I have Lamar in there. But uh, yeah, I, listen, we we talk about this all the time on this show. Uh, you know, we're all kind of quiet, secret lion fans. We'd like to see them do well. And Jared more. Goff was and Jared Goff was super cheap in, in best yep. ball and, in, you know, and in super flex and whatnot. So um, I, I'm thrilled to see him do anything really. Uh, we have Caden, the Colts fan, uh, Devonte Adams, Deandre Swift and uh, Davis for Cooper cup and Javante Williams. Um, eh, I'm okay. Either way on that trade. I think Chris probably keep cup. You probably keep cup. Yeah. He's yeah. so good. It's, it's hard to beat that. Um, I think that makes sense. Uh, also, uh, would you trade Austin Eckler for DeAndre Swift? Uh, maybe. I don't know. What do you think, Jen? I don't know. It's a little early. I mean, I think that, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know that that's something that I feel like you're kind of, I don't want to say rearranging the deck chairs because they're both good. So it's the, whatever the opposite of that, like you're, you're kind of, it's kind of, somewhat even at the moment i don't I know think who, whoever you like you could talk me into that yeah if you like, exactly you know, you know I I, i'm not it, giving up on eckler yet but i also really like swift so yeah i mean i do too and i and but i really like eckler and i and you know what and he actually you know for all the i mean he he scored 18 points you know in, in one of my leagues um it's a ppr but depending on you know so it, this past week so it's not like he, you know, it's not like he had two horrible games. Yeah. yeah. So I know the, the first week was a little bit scary, but last week really wasn't as much. And, you know, if Herbert is truly hurt, or I mean, he is hurt, but you know what I mean? If it, if it affects him as much, we may see more Eckler. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would stay put unless you really, really love Swift. Like you said, it's kind of a whoever you prefer. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. So uh, let's go on to our tight end streamers. Uh, Jen, is it a good oh. or a bad week to stream tight ends? 
that's me. Um, I think it's a decent week. I, I put it somewhere in the middle. I, I don't think it's as great as some other weeks we've seen, um, but I, I'm still I'm still good. I think that there's options there. Um, just like last week, we have more uh, tight ends that are not producing, and so we have to kind of uh, replace them. I mean, if you drafted Cole Komet, it, it's time to stream. You know, if you drafted um, – I mean, Kyle Pitts, you're not going to give up on Kyle Pitts yet, but it's a little scary. It's time to at least add a backup to your roster in case, you know, Pitts continues to, to do uh, what he has done the last two weeks. Uh, but, yeah, let's get into streamers. Um, first streamer of the week is Logan Thomas. He is apparently not dead, um, as everyone thought he was uh, heading into the season. Uh, so yeah, I mean, this week he is 15% rostered right now on, uh, on Yahoo and, uh, you know, this week he gets Philly. So right now, before I get into that, you know, he's had 11 targets so far. He's tight end 10 right now in half PPR points per game. He's sitting at 8.6 per game. So, I mean, he's, he's in starting territory, right? Um, and then he gets Philly this week who just allowed Earth Smith to get in the end zone and put up a tight end four performance. So I think Logan Thomas, if he's there for you, which he is in 85% of leagues, so I think he's a good streamer this week. Um, yeah, versus Philly. Uh, and then the second guy I have is Evan Ingram. Uh, he is 21% rostered on Yahoo at the moment. You know, listen, Evan Ingram is not sexy. He's never going to be sexy. But at the same time, he led the Jags offense in targets uh, in week two. He had eight targets, the most in that offense. He's right now tight end 13 in total half PPR points. Um, he has not gotten in the end zone yet, which is not ideal. Uh, but, you know, he gets the Chargers, who they've been kind of middle of the road. I mean, they did help, They did hold Kelsey to only 7.6 uh, half PPR points this past week, which is not great. But they gave up, you know, close to 10 to Waller in week one. So, um, you know, not the best matchup, but I still think, you know, he's, he's in an offense that seems to be doing all right. And um, the volume is there. So as far as streaming goes, that's what we, you know, that's really all we need. Uh, third guy, just like Chris's third guy, kind of deep, a little bit of a stretch. But if you're desperate, Juwan Johnson for the Saints. So everyone's all about Taysom Hill right now, right? Talking about Taysom Hill, this and that. Juwan Johnson's quietly the starter, right, for, for in New Orleans. He's got 12 targets through two games. They're playing the Panthers uh, in Carolina. The Panthers haven't really played a team with a tight end of note to really like compare, but Daniel Bellinger did score a touchdown last week against them. So, you know, they are, they are at least somewhat civ like. So yeah, Juwan Johnson, he is uh, available in 99% of Yahoo rosters. So if you're in a situation where you say you have commit, you have someone else that you just can't deal with anymore. And people, you know, the problem is some leagues, right? People hoard tight ends when they shouldn't. Like in a single tight end league, everyone should just have one. But sometimes they don't. And then all of a sudden you're scrambling. So if that's the case, Juwan Johnson, I mean, he may not be, he's not going to put up 30 points for you, but he may put up, you know, put up seven, eight, nine, which is, you know, not bad for a deep streamer like that. So he's my third guy. There you go. No, always nice to have somebody that deep. I like that as an option. Uh, yeah. A Z N A N T X, I guess, as Nant uh, currently has DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, and CD Lamb in a three wide receiver standard league. Not a great start to the season. I, I would think there's some hope for that trio to keep getting better, though. And McLaurin still looks good. He's he's still looked good. He's just not getting in the end zone quite yet, except for that one big play. Uh, Do you think it's Asnon, like Texas? Asnon, Tex, Texas? Maybe. 
or that's Arizona, non-Texas? No, oh, like a person, sure. like maybe that's their name and they live in uh, Texas. I don't Texas, maybe. Yeah, maybe. I thought you were saying Austin uh, was a city. No, Shane Shovelton. I don't know Texas uh, at all. <laughs> Shane Shovelton wants to know if uh, they should play George Kittle over Tyler Higby if Kittle <laughs> plays. Chris, I'm not qualified <laughs> to answer that question. I'm gonna I already know you what your it. answer was going to yeah. be. Uh, mm-hmm. No, I'd say keep rolling with Higby at least for this week because this is probably going to be a week where, I mean, Ross Dwelly like, played, he was fine like last week for them. So instead of trying to re-aggravate an injury when they're already down, their starting quarterback doesn't seem like the best like use of their personnel. So my guess would be, unless we see just complete like full practices from Kittle throughout the entire week, if you already have other options, you should at least hold on to them for this week and then maybe next week we'll plug Kittle back in. Yeah, yeah. Um, I like that. That makes sense to me. Uh, not really because I hate Tyler Higby uh, in redraft, <laughs> but that's who I am. Uh, and it's honestly not fair at this point. It's gone. It's gone too far. I'm just gonna say. I hope you meet far. him at some point, and you just like you, you both have a chance to sit down, maybe have a beer together, talk it shake out. hands, talk yeah. it out. Like you know, I'll be like Tyler. How come you can't outpreduce Pat Fryermuth? Please, we can. Yeah. We can invite Mike Asicki in there, and then we can all exactly. Hang out we'll all, just all just bury the hatchet, yeah. and let's just you know, let's be cool. Let's be friends. Make our I'm sure Tyler Higby is a wonderful person. I'm sure he is. Uh, Nicola Nucci, uh, I'm okay. If you've got the roster space, grab one of those guys. I like Sky Moore the best because I uh, haven't been impressed with Marcus Valdez-Scantling, and I could see Sky Moore taking over that job at some point. Uh, I'm also a, a Sky Moore apologist. Uh, Romeo Dubes as well, I think, is uh, also worth stashing. If you've got the roster space, probably wouldn't roster more than one of those guys. I, I think you'll probably run into lineup problems if you do that. And Julio Villa, I, I like... Uh, I like CD on that side. I like Josh Jacobs as, as somebody you can put in your lineup, but CD Lamb I still think has that upside. We're hearing Dak Prescott might be back as soon as Week Four. I think that's going to be good news for CD Lamb. I think it's too early to jump ship on him. Uh, Jen, yes, any kickers for us? Yes, of course I have kickers for us. Uh, not a great week for kickers though. Um, kind of similar to last week. A lot of the teams. Uh, with high implied team totals and in good situations are the guys that are already rostered. So we're kind of picking from the bottom of the barrel here. Uh, Number one, clear number one above the other two is going to be Jake Elliott. He is still a streamer at 34%. I don't think he will be after this week. And after the Monday night performance of the Eagles, I think that uh, Jake Elliott will will no longer be in this conversation in this podcast on Tuesday nights. However, he is this week. Uh, so Jake Elliott, they're going to Washington. I will before I get into this, I write you know the kicker streamer article uh, every week, and weirdly enough, every one of my five streamers all have uh, divisional games this week. I thought that was kind of interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know why, but they're all interdivision or yeah within the division this week. So anyway, Jake Elliott uh, heading to Washington uh, for an NFC East matchup. Uh, they are uh, the Eagles are favored by five, and they have a uh, implied team total. I think the fourth highest on the slate at twenty-seven and a half. So, Elliott is the clear guy that I would get uh, if he is there in your uh, league. Uh, yeah, I think he's going to be the best guy for streaming purposes this week. Uh, second guy, rookie Cade York. Don't love the Browns' offense in general. However, uh, as far as what we have going on, he's he's what you know he's what we have to work with. Uh, they are also playing a divisional game uh, at home against Pittsburgh. Uh, that team, uh, the Browns, are actually favored by five in that matchup as well. Uh, their team implied total is only twenty one point seven five, so not fantastic. But hopefully York will be able to uh, put some points on the board for you. He is solid as a kicker himself, but like I said, I don't love the Browns' offense. But against Pittsburgh, they should be all right. 
Uh, and he is only 24% rostered at the moment. I have a feeling that's going to continue to go up as well. Uh, third guy is uh, the Saints, Will Lutz. Um, they are going to Carolina. Uh, they are favored in that matchup on the road uh, by three, and they are similar to uh, the Browns. They have a 21.75 implied team total. So not the best, but uh, for what we have to work with, he's all right. Um, I'm a little concerned about the Saints uh, if Kamara is not playing. I don't know, you know, I don't know how many points they're going to score there. But he's my third guy uh, if you need him. He's better than uh, all the other options. I've got a couple other guys that uh, in my article that uh, we won't get into now because no one needs to hear about five different kickers. But there's a few <laughs> more out there. Um, there's a few more out there for you in deeper leagues uh, if, if you need them. Uh, I kind of like the idea of Cade York. You know, he's got Atlanta at Atlanta. So he's got a huge leg. Yeah. I mean, Man. he has a huge leg. I kind of like the idea. That game could be kind of fun, I think. That could be an interesting thing to uh, go after. Chris, uh, Will Lutz, a new name. I I just, uh, I I know he hasn't been as popular. He's been hurt and all that, but he used to be one of the top guys. Um, This Saints offense is uh, unreliable at best, but interesting. Uh, What do you think about the Saints offense in general, Chris? I I just, I know that's not really on the show sheet, but it's all over the place through two weeks. And I wanted to get your take real quick. Well, yeah, but I guess I kind of expected that, to be quite honest, because if you you bring him back, Jameis, like after the ACL tear, we only had just a handful of starts from him last year. So we don't really know or even the Saints really don't know, like what to expect from him as a quarterback. Still erratic, but like mildly efficient, like if you just kept everything like condensed or something like that. Uh, but then you tack on and you bring back Michael Thomas, you add in Chris Olave and Jarvis and Jarvis Landry. So it's like competent pass catchers. So this this offense has the personnel, it has the juice, but they had a decent matchup in week one and then a pretty terrible matchup in week two going against Todd Bowles and the Bucks. So it's like I kind of expected this, like to be quite honest. So in my in my general sense, just looking at the way that the team has approached like their their passing rates, like as of right now, they're more or less middle of the road in pass rate over expectation. That's according to our own director of analytics, like Sam Hoppen. They at least want to be as balanced as possible, which again makes sense given the given the quarterback that they have under center and his tendencies to be himself, which is not always a good thing. So Either way, I think looking looking ahead, like at their matchups, like who do they got like on the like on the horizon? If I'm remembering correctly, who does like New Orleans have? So they've got uh, let's see, Carolina this week, and then Minnesota and Seattle. That's pretty solid. That's not bad. So it, I can think at least from a passing perspective, you should see good days for each of the pass catchers, and then maybe toss in you know one or two interceptions for Jameis because he's Jameis, and then he could at least be a decent streaming option. So I'll probably have my eye on him uh, for next week. Thank you for bringing that up. Interesting. I thought I thought you might have a Winston take. Uh, <laughs> uh, Nicola Ducci, uh, Kenneth Gainwell, I'm okay with you dropping him. Uh, I like holding him if I can, but I don't think he's uh, beyond reproach. Uh, I would start Tom Brady over Jared Goff, but I'd be really scared about doing it. But Tom Brady is uh, definitely ranked higher and Green Bay should be high scoring, should be a uh, a good matchup. So we have Tom Brady ranked higher. And then uh, Mojal, uh, Goff is ranked higher at four for four. Chris, would you start him over Jimmy Garoppolo? No, not at this point. Just okay. because I, I do think that Garoppolo, Garoppolo has like the, at least the 
let's say the higher floor at the very least, because golf's pressure rates like off, like when he's under duress and when he's kept clean are still just the same as when he was in Los, uh, when he was in LA. I mean, he's like, if I'm remembering correctly, just offhand, like top 12 in EPA per play, like when he's kept clean, but then he's like bottom five in EPA per play, like once the pass okay. gets home. So if that's still a part of this game at this point and Vikings, like, while again, I'm not, scared of them but we just saw uh, not just saw but in week one they were able to you know put a little bit of pressure onto aaron Rodgers, like with his banged up offensive line so i would prefer garoppolo just for the floor but if you want to look at possible ceiling of course jared goff has the higher ceiling if you have the sun god on the opposite end of your passes sure sure makes sense uh jen couple more questions from the chat real quick uh dk metcalf droppable to stash logan thomas just in case kyle pitts doesn't bounce back i'm not dropping dk metcalf what do you think jen? Uh, i mean it's tempting but i don't think you can mm-hmm. not yet okay. uh yeah no i don't i don't think you can do that yet i mean i like grabbing thomas in case Pitts doesn't bounce back but i feel like i feel like you gotta have someone else on your roster to drop instead of metcalf Okay. Uh, yeah, in, I kind of agree. Uh, and then would you sell, uh, basically buy, buy low on Kyle Pitts, get Pitts and Damian Pierce for Gerald Everett and Chase Edmonds? This is a question from Ian Phillips. Uh, I would not. Okay. But I'm also not a Pitts believer. I was not a Pitts believer. You remember, Brandon, that I wrote an article saying that he was someone not to draft where at his ADP. So um, I don't think that he's going to bounce back enough. And I don't know that Damien. Yeah, I, w- I would keep Everett and Edmonds personally. I mean, that's just me. Sure. Yeah, I, I could go either way on that. And um, let's get to uh, a couple defensive streamers. Then we'll see if we have time to hit a couple more things in the chat. Uh, defensive streamers this week. Uh, like I said, not a good showing for me last week. So we'll see what happens this week. Hopefully a little bit better. Uh, my number one streamer on the defensive side is Kansas City. You know, they've started out. They gave up some points to uh, the Chargers last week. They gave up some points uh, in a com- kind of garbage points to the Cardinals in week one. Uh, but those are really good offenses. And they face the Colts this week. Now they might get Michael Pittman back. And uh, the Chiefs are probably going to miss Willie Gay, who got suspended this week for four games for personal conduct. Uh, But the Colts have been really bad, and Matt Ryan's looked really, really old, and he threw three picks last week. And the Chiefs, uh, they're really good. They had five sacks through the first two weeks. They had a pick six last week against Justin Herbert. Uh, The Colts were shut out last week. That Even if Michael Pittman plays, uh, you got to think that quad injury will bug him enough to where he may not be 100%. The rest of those receiving core also not really healthy. Alec Pierce is still in concussion protocol. My understanding is uh, you're looking at guys like Ashton Doolin and uh, who I like, but like Ashton Doolin relying on this team, they haven't had a tight end step forward. Uh, I think that this is a good opportunity for the Kansas city chiefs defense to come in and show up against Indianapolis and keep the score low, which is what we're trying to do. Uh, Matt Ryan, one touchdown to four interceptions so far through two games and not hard matchups on paper. So this is uh, not a good start for the Colts and I, uh, the chiefs are my number one defensive streaming. Uh, I also like, we've been talking about with these streamers kind of like Atlanta, you know, they go up against Seattle. Uh, Seattle had 17 points the opening win, but just seven last week and just seven in the last six quarters. They opened up on fire against Denver and then really cooled off the rest of that game. Uh, the Falcons have forced four turnovers in two games. Uh, Seattle has committed four turnovers in in two games. So uh, the Falcons, they got a little bit of defensive chops. They, they 
they've played some tough teams so far, but they've got some defensive chops. They're the fifth fantasy defense through two weeks. Uh, I like what they bring to the table, and they're only rostered in 1% of Yahoo leagues right now. So uh, good streaming option, I think. Sneaky good streaming option to grab those Falcons against uh, the struggling Seattle Seahawks. And then finally, this one also, like, uh, like Jen and Chris brought up, this is if you're desperate. Uh, the Giants quietly have a plus one turnover differential, despite the fact that Daniel Jones remains their quarterback. Uh, he hasn't really been turning the ball over. Uh, Dallas put up 20 against the struggling Bengals last week, but they've kept the Titans and the Panthers to 20 and 16 points in consecutive wins. The Giants, the Giants have kept the Titans and Panthers to 20 and 16 points uh, in wins. They have only three sacks and no picks, but they face up that banged up uh, Dallas offensive line and Cooper Rush. I think they're going to be able to get home and keep that score low which uh, should should create a decent streaming opportunity for you. So uh, again, not, I don't love the Giants defense, but if you're desperate and you need something, I think that there's some upside there. So we're almost out of time. Uh, let's just kind of lightning fire real quick here. Uh, Jen, what do you think about Cole Beasley going to Tampa? Is he uh, on your radar at all? No, he's not. I, I, I mean, they have to be like super, super depleted. There's still bodies there. I'm just not, uh, yeah, no, not yeah. on my radar. Yeah. Uh, Mojo Texans D super sleeper against uh, Chicago Texans were rostered so that I couldn't, couldn't pick the Texans. Unfortunately, uh, Dylan Huntington is trying to trade Miles Sanders and Cordero Patterson away. Who would be targets? Uh, Chris, I'm going to ask you that in a second. I'll let you think about it for a second. And mm -hmm. I'm going to answer another one while we do that. Um, so let's see here. That wasn't the question, um, Musa, Musa. actually. No, no, he's he wondering which, get... which one should he get rid of first? Oh, I'm sorry. I did. I read that wrong. I'm sorry, Dylan. So Chris, which one would you try to trade away? Either. I mean, both Either. are, both are like <laughs> this week. They've, they both produce both getting opportunity within their offense. I mean, it's probably Miles Sanders is probably the easier call just because he's a part of a more productive offense. And then now what the Phillies. So we were just talking about it earlier. They've got Washington this week, Jacksonville, the next week, Arizona in week five. So it's just like their short-term schedule lines up well for their running game. And so while we can't expect Jalen Hurts to run in all the touchdowns, I think it's an easier sell from Miles Sanders versus uh, versus Cordero Patterson in the Falcons. That makes sense. Uh, Musa Musa, um, I I'm okay with that trade. Gabe Davis and James Robinson for uh, Jalen Waddell and Jeff Wilson. I I'm kind of a push. I call that a push. What do you think, Jen? Yeah, I really like James Robinson. I'm glad because I really liked him this offseason, and I'm glad to see him panning out. So, yeah, I think that's a good trade. I don't hate it. Uh, and finally, uh, Chris, would you trade away Justin Jefferson and Jeff Wilson for Jalen Waddle, Brandon Cooks, and DeAndre Swift? Uh, that's a good haul, but I'd probably keep Jefferson. What do you think, Chris? I kind of like, yeah, because you're still getting solid opportunity at the running back position with Jeff Wilson because TDP, he just would have had the high ankle sprain, almost zero snaps for the Jordan Mason kid that's going behind him. And the San Francisco 49ers were forced to put like, you know, call up Marlon Mack, like to the active, uh, active, um, active duty, not active duty, but uh, <laughs> you know, to active. I know I've got like Air Force military stuff uh -huh. on my mind because of my daughter. Uh, but either way, like I would rather take Justin Jefferson, who's one of the top wide receivers in the league and a running back that has high opportunity in an efficient offense. So, yeah, I'll stick with Justin Jefferson. That's kind of where I am too. Okay. Uh, thank you so much, Chris and Jen. Thank you to everyone who joined us in the chat and everyone watching and streaming. Uh, always a pleasure, Chris and Jen. Don't forget to, to subscribe to this podcast. You can follow us on Twitter at the Monday Mommy, at Chris Allen FFWX, and at Two Guys Brandon. Thanks for checking us out. Have a good day.